this run, this 23 kilometer trail run, I knew I was going to be at the back and I knew I was struggling. It was a hard distance, hard day. And I turned the finish, I turned the last corner, could hear the music from this amazing DJ blasting. It's like no one else is going to be there. It's going to be me, the DJ, and the inflatables finish line is going to be deflating. And my crew were there waiting for me. And I Love had it. no idea. Mm. I didn't even know that they were all there. If I'm honest, didn't see them. I'm always in my head down. I was like, I'm not alone. And that's what running, I've gone from proving someone wrong with starting my running journey to today, knowing I'm never alone in my running journey, even if I'm running by myself. Welcome to Move With Gratitude, a brand new podcast from us here at Run Grateful. My name is Mark White and I'm the founder of Run Grateful, which is a social initiative aimed at growing a global running community with a focus on gratitude practice using the power of movement as our vehicle. Join me as I have insightful conversations with others as we dive deep into personal stories, talking all things movement and gratitude. We hope you enjoy the episodes as much as we enjoyed recording them. And don't forget, don't just run, run grateful. So welcome to another episode of the Run Grateful podcast, Move With Gratitude. Another Saturday morning, well spent, speaking about all things movement and gratitude. It's in the title. And this morning I'm really chuffed to have an amazing lady here with us. Uh, and just looking at Lorna's bio, actually, uh, is going to open up a lovely conversation, I believe. So we'll organically see where that goes. But first of all, good morning, Lorna. Hiya, Mark. How are you? All is good. good. I am grateful to be here. Good. You're looking radiant as <laughs> ever, always smiling. Because I got my grateful mile in before I came. There you go. See? See what she did there. Um, brilliant. So listen, we're, we're, we're jumping to the chat. Just, uh, you know, it feels like an obvious thing to do to introduce you in a, in a way that highlights, you know, some of the headlines about who Lorna is and some of what she's got up to so far in life. So uh, you're a six-time marathoner. Wow. Uh, a trained career coach, which I've kind of witnessed. Uh, so you're an incredible career coach. 20 years plus public relations and communications experience. It's a long time. You've probably seen a lot and heard a lot. Uh, most recently working for renowned film studio Lionsgate UK. Uh, you did take a massive path pivot in 2020 uh, and now working in a more fulfilled way, rooted in community and living into values of connection, authenticity and challenge. Running has connected you to some amazing communities, including Run Dim Crew, and that's kind of how we got introduced, largely. Uh, and also the Love Trails Collective, amazing group of people. And has allowed you to not only travel the world, but find your true self. So, wow, on that note, finding your true self, that sounds like a, <laughs> that sounds like a topic for conversation. But yeah, welcome, welcome to Hackney Wick, welcome to our space, welcome to the podcast. Um, really excited to yeah, chat to you about everything. I know you've kind of love what we do and you're a bit of a cheerleader for us as our friend Charlie uh, says often everyone needs a cheerleader or two in uh, in their endeavors so you're you know you're one of us and I've always felt that and acknowledged that and I'm really grateful for that so so yeah how you doing how's life for you today and uh, and then we'll go and have a chat Thank you, thank you for that wonderfully gorgeous intro that always feels super awkward when you hear somebody else speak about you when you're in the room and it's just the three of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm hi, yeah, yeah, hi Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I am doing okay today. Um, heart and head felt a bit heavy over the last 48 hours and 
one of the reasons why I'm here is running helps me shift that. Um, it helped me shift it late last night and it helped me shift it this morning. So every day is a new journey, every day is a new lesson. And I am, I wish you could see me smiling from ear to ear um, because I'm in good company and that always lifts oh, my spirits. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's handy, isn't that, that offline connection? Which yeah. I know you're very passionate about talking about and experiencing and, you know, the, the, the experiences that we've all had on planet Earth over the last 18 months or so has interfered with, with that. And, and for some, listen, uh, the offline connection doesn't come naturally and it brings its own set of challenges. But on the whole, you know, the power of connecting with others offline is, is uh, personally, you know, uh, more often than not, not all the time. Sometimes I do just want to curl away and not see anybody and go out, etc. But But on the whole, you know, I've had... S- too much evidence in my lifetime to know that that's you know that's a powerful thing to have in your life you know and I know you're a massive promoter of offline connection so talking about offline connection your your you know day to day lately since the world has opened up slightly tell us a little bit about that balance that you suggested that you when you pivoted we talk about why um, in a second but yeah your your kind of day to day these days with <laughs> you know your endeavours in life and going out there getting in amongst it. Yeah, oh, every day is different. Um, I know I've already just said that, but I have many strings to my bow at the moment. I have an amazing nine to five that I sought out, which I'm sure we'll get to talk to, which is in retail. Um, I am super proud to work for Lululemon in their stores. And that makes me, it fills me with such gratitude because I get to see people every day and connect with people every day. And it's not just a bricks and mortar store. You connect with everyone. Everyone comes in through those doors because they're on a particular journey. They might just be on a fitness journey. They might be on a different journey, but we've really created a safe space to get to know the people that we encounter each day. So that is five days of my week and generally I'll be involved in some way. But I'm also rooted in community. We've mentioned it. In, you mentioned it in your intro to me and I feel lost if I'm not connected to someone somehow each day. Sadly, we live in a world where that is nose down in a phone more often than not. 99.9% of my connections are made through a text message, an email, or a social media post. But I'm grateful for it. Um, And I will mention that G word a lot today um, because I am super grateful. I wouldn't be sat here today if it wasn't for those electronic ways of keeping in touch or connecting with or discovering. So my day today and my day today (laughs) is varied and it's varied through different means of connection. Yeah. And and the way that that come about for you, you know, is you, you mentioned about 2020 being a, a, a big time in your life, you know, um, uh, away from what happened in the world. You know, it felt like this was happening to you anyway. Um, so, so tell us more about that, about this pivot. And it sounds like you had 20 odd years in a certain space and you know, a bit unfulfilled, maybe the sense I've got from some of your bio. So tell us more about like, leading up to this that transition or that kind of realisation, awareness, call it what you like, because, yeah, that's, that was a big old decision, eh, to go in a completely new direction. Yeah. Really. yeah. Thank you. It's, it's, a, it's a great story to tell, um, and it's great to start at the very beginning. There's, whenever you're asked, like, what did you want to be when you grew up? I didn't know that answer to that question, because at the age of 14, I was catapulted into involuntary work experience and I wanted to work 
I lived on AbFab, absolutely fabulous, the TV show, and wanted to I be Patsy well. and Adina. Yeah. <laughs> Still watch it. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, I want a bit of that life. I want to go to Harvey Nicks and have lunch on work experience. What world was I living in? I'm a little girl from South East London, don't know that world. So didn't set anything up. And there's a reason why I've gone this far back. Didn't set anything up. So I went in to my careers advisor at my secondary school and said, I haven't got anywhere, so I'm just going to stay at home for work experience. And they went, no, you're not. You're going to go here handed me a piece of paper and it said Dennis Davison Associates Public Relations. It's like I have no idea what that means. Even though I've been watching AbFab and that was what Adina had done, never put two and two together. And that piece of paper changed my life because not that I knew what I was walking into, I walked into an office full of people that were people people. Um, turns out DDA, Dennis Davidson Associates, was the leading film PR agency of its time and still today. I'm very proud to be a part of that company's history. And I sat for a week stuffing thousands of pieces of paper into thousands of envelopes promoting the London Film Festival. Those are the days. Yeah. No idea what that was. Yeah. Um, and I spent a couple of hours of those days faxing press releases because that's what you <laughs> used to do before the times of emails and WhatsApp messages. Um, so in that week... I just found that I came alive, having a purpose, going to do a nine to five and sitting and being around people. I didn't know that what I was doing was an important but administrative part of the job. It wasn't very creative, but I just liked being a part of the jigsaw. So I actually asked if I could stay on an extra week, which is my October half term. That pattern continued for three years of my life. So I'm 14 to 17, every school holiday I got, if I was ahead of myself at school work. And I, I, I knuckled down at school. I, I wanted to do well. My father made sure I did well with a really wonderful watchful eye. Um, I went and did work experience for free. So I consider that I had three years training from 14 to 17. Um, my travel was paid, my time was not, and that's no bad thing. That's, that's the usual yeah, work part experience. Of it, part of it, yeah. Exactly. Um, when I had a great relationship with Dennis, his name is above the door and he was definitely involved in the company um, at that time. Bless him, he's taken a good retirement now. Um, he said to me, like, do your A-levels. I want you to do your A-levels and the day that you finish them, there'll be a desk for you. So little old me, confident as anything you could be, day after I finished my A-levels, I went, I've finished. And you know what you promised me? A desk. And he pulled out a chair and he went, it's yours. Lovely, lovely. <laughs> oh, lovely, yeah. Um, and I started from the bottom. I, became, I was a runner. Runner, I became an assistant to somebody. Worked my way throughout the company in, within nine years. To cut a long story a little bit shorter, Lionsgate became a client of mine. I ran that account. Ran that account for about a year, year and a half. My client decided to leave because she'd run out of steam. Um, like my client contact, sorry, who was at Lionsgate. And I thought, there's an opening there then. I'm gonna, I was 24 years old, super young. Um, but I thought, don't ask, don't get, got to try. Filled me with a little bit of anxiety and dread because I've never asked for anything in my life other than that desk. Okay. <laughs> um, emailed the CEO, who I knew, um, the CEO of Lionsgate. And I said, hey, I've heard this person's leaving. How about it? The response back was, I wondered how long it would take for you to get in touch. Let's oh, wow, talk. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Reassuring. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was interviewed, probably the first interview I'd ever had in my life at the age of 24, but with 
a chunky amount of work experience. Like I'd worked for nine years at that point. You know, it was it was a long old time before actually having to put myself out there and say why I was good at something. And how was that for you? How was you kind of you know, mentally, for want of a better word, like during day to day, would you manage the expectations of yourself? It seems like you're very driven and you know successful and working your way up and set and obviously valued by the sounds of it. You mm-hmm. know, how how was how were you kind of managing your, you know, the inner Lorna with with just day to day, was it, uh, you know, and the stress and uh, and any, anything that come with that? Was it just free and easy, or was you, yeah? How, how, what was your, um, yeah, how, what did you lean into to support yourself during that? Were you into exercise at the time and no. movement or nothing like that? No. Was this this questions actually filled me with a complete blank mind because I didn't have any kind of mechanism. Tools, no, yeah, yeah. I had nothing in my toolbox. Was um, you interested in things like where, where nah. was your influence by at the time? Was you just work in that environment and? And people like that. And, and it what was happy hour at the Slug and yeah, Lettuce on it. Dean Street. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and I'm yeah. not ashamed to say that. Like, I was 24. Yeah. Commuting, living what I thought was the best life. And did. And we'll get to that up to the age of 29. I was like, so I'd got this job at Lionsgate. You know, I, I got the job that I asked for. And was young. And, you know responsibility free other than my work responsibility so nothing was on my radar other than do well at work and do well outside of work you know I lived the best life you know it was it was the ab fab lifestyle that I probably was dreaming of and that I've never actually realized until I reflect right now with you that it was actually happening for me in some way but nothing I was not taking care of myself I wasn't damaging myself but I wasn't taking care of myself like I do now okay and then that that um you mentioned about 29 odd Mm. what was there something that happened there or yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> tell, tell me more. Um, woke up. Everybody dreads their thirties. Like you know, oh, I'm thirty. I've got to do something. I wasn't really dreading it. I was dreading my twenty ninth birthday. So it was actually nine. I'm just doing the maths because after thirty, you stop counting your birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's more or less this weekend. Okay. Eight years ago, that I woke up hungover. And woke up knowing that I had to do, I had to go to the V Festival with a very, very famous actor, which I'm not going to name drop, to work at the V Festival, like they were making an appearance. And I thought, how am I going to get through a day at a festival, not the festival kind, feeling the way I do? Did not have a clear mind. It was like, I actually woke up thinking, geez, I might need another drink to get me through this, but hair of the dog. So got on the train. Got into central London, walked past a gym box and thought, I'm just going to sign up. Oh, wow. Okay. And I thought, I'm going to rewind. That was August. In the December, my boss challenges me at Christmas party, you're never going to run a marathon. I went, yeah, I am. going to do it before I'm 30. I'll show you. This is a girl, overweight, parties hard, first at the bar, last to leave. Um... Not necessarily drunk, but first of the bar, last to leave. And he was like, you'll never run a marathon. Don't know how it came about. Anyway, that it took until that August where the light bulb went off and went, got a year and two weeks to run a marathon. I'm walking into that gym box. I'm signing up and I'm getting a personal trainer and I am going to run the London Marathon that April, nine months time. I did. <laughs> but that was Incredible. the pivotal moment where yes. it took a long old time for that, that nugget from the Christmas party 
to really waking up feeling like I didn't want to go into a new decade of my life feeling as exhausted as I did at that point. So that was a real moment of change for me. Yeah. And this, I think we all get the moments, don't we? It's about what we do with that moment, Mm. you know, and in this other kind of, yeah, just sparks that kind of that eagerness to kind of see what else is out there and like a, a new type of direction mm. and that curiosity about okay yeah what, what if I could run a marathon yeah. you know and it might need somebody else to kind of prompt that thought yeah. but like where could that take me and uh, and as you've alluded to in, in this amazing self-awareness really although you know for some it's not rocket science you know I need support with this so mm. you, you know you, you've got a personal trainer and you've got that accountability that comes with that and mm. then they kind of set out the structure of what you need to do and when because it's completely new for you by the sound of it so it's always nice to know that yeah if you if you do uh, commit to something and it sounds like you had that in your personality anyway like Mm. once I commit to something I'm going to see how far I can kind of get with it (laughs) and then well as we all know it's kind of opened up a whole new world for you isn't it yeah Yeah, yeah, so the the London Marathon was was ran yeah yeah, or walked or whatever way you got around it was (laughs) you happy with it and what year year was that that was 2013 um so like I do accredit my boss at that time for changing my life for putting that seed of thought in and I do credit that morning for changing my life um and therefore running has changed my life and I will talk about that until we run out of time (laughs) (laughs) because running literally has changed my life um so tell us about um Obviously, you signed up for the marathon, yeah. which is in itself, I mean, a lot of people start there and associate running with marathons, mm-hmm. you know, and because uh, that's normally where the noise is. I think it's changed quite dramatically, actually, over the last few years now mm-hmm. with all the different opportunities and people's perceptions and what running could be. And, you know, even with Run Grateful, like the way that we suggest you can get into running is, is for a different you know, a different way than just thinking that you need to run a PB or whatever like that. So, so what was it for you? Was it PBs? Was you chasing anything like that? Or was it just <laughs> to kind of prove your boss boss wrong? And um, like, tell us about that initial process of yeah. really first lacing up and getting on that that journey of okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna run this amount of miles in in a few months. So I feel so us. pumped. I'm ready to run right now, yeah. Mark. Like <laughs> literally, I'm like, oh. Yeah. Um, No, I signed up. I went from zero to planning to run a marathon to prove to my boss that I would do it. Like it was a real, not the best motivation. Now I can look back if I was to tell myself something in 2013 or that 2012, 2013 Lorna, say stop doing it to please someone else. Yeah, of course. Now, I'm really grateful that I tried that because I'm now doing it for myself. Um, But it's taken nine years to get there Um, or eight and a half years to get there. I am not a fast runner. I'm not a consistent runner. Every mile I've run has had a walk break. And I do, everyone says to me, oh, you must be brilliant at running. You must be so fast now. You know, you nearly got a decade of running experience. Come meet me at the back, my friends. It's where the fun happens. You know, that's my new party. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Yeah, Yeah, whatever running is for you, it is for you. And and that's it. Don't shape it to be anything else. Yeah, and I love that. It's powerful, yeah. There are moments, and I had it very, very recently, where I ran a long race. It was a trail race. Um, It was 23 kilometres, 500 metres of elevation, and it was going to take me a long time. And I didn't want to be the... I'm always scared. It doesn't matter how often you do this. I'm so scared of being the last person crossing the line. Why? Who cares? Don't know. But in my mind, even when I start a run that I know I can do, even if I run park run... I want to be last okay like you're not going to be that's something I'm still working through okay. um but I'll just 
pivot the conversation or not just lean the conversation one way this run this 23 kilometer trail run I knew I was going to be at the back and I knew I was struggling it was hard distance hard day and I turned the finish I turned the last corner could hear the music from this amazing DJ blasting it's like no one else is going to be there it's going to be me the DJ and the inflatables finish line's going to be deflating and my crew were there waiting for me and I had no idea Mm. didn't even know that they were all there if I'm honest didn't see them I'm always in my head down I was like I'm not alone and that's what running I've gone from proving someone wrong with starting my running journey to today knowing I'm never alone in my running journey even if I'm running by myself mm. which is awesome I sent a little shiver down the back of my spine <laughs> love yeah yeah <laughs> and it's great and you know the, the gift the gift that running keeps on giving, you know, me personally and hearing stories like that, I know that it gives others. And it's, if we detach ourselves from the expectation around it, like you mentioned, and that kind of monkey brain that doesn't really ultimately want to get you outside the front door, even mm. still today, with all the evidence that I've got, all the miles that I've ran, you know, and I'm not, a, you know, I'm a keen runner, but sometimes I even think, you know, what is a runner? I'll just, I'll just run, you yeah. know, and, you know, because I've never chased PBs or, or you know, distances and I've never done a marathon, not in its true form anyway. Yeah. I've, I've played around with, with it in, uh, in my own way. And yeah, like my relationship with running has, has always been, has been that really, just to kind of that, that wellness side of it, that well-being side of it. And, you know, as a consequence of being consistent with it, mm. you know, you can go a bit further and all that kind of jazz. But back, back to the point is like, you know, it's never, it's, it's never, no, when I say it's the gift that keeps on giving, it's because like, it's never demanding anything of me, you know, it's just, mm. it's a, it's a, it's, it's a powerful combination, you know, when you can kind of see beyond certain things, like, like the noise of the world about, yeah, I just think it's really personal. Yeah. You know, it's really great. I'll share something if you don't mind, because run, running unlocks something for me. It might unlock, like, I might need to get some anger out and I'll pound the pavements because of that. But I actually have my best ideas on a run and I'm yeah, always out in the morning. Like, I'm not an evening runner. I've tried getting there, but... I run in the morning, first thing, shot of coffee, off I go. Um, And it was that, to pivot back to my career trajectory and that 2020 point, and we've literally just gone off on a wonderful tangent. We ran off somewhere. (laughs) We ran off somewhere. To go back to that, 2019 um, was finished, 2020, no, sorry, 2018 was finished. It was January 2019. I'd got to the office, I'm a very early bird, I'll get one of the very first trains up and just get to the office and I'll sort myself out that my morning routine it was then and I thought I'm just going to run up um Primrose Hill (laughs) that's a really nice easy start to the day and the sun I've got you know the sun I'll share the photo with you um the sun was rising and I thought I haven't got a new year's resolution like I don't have a plan for 2019 yet I'm like what who do I need to talk to like this running up this hill I'm like I need to talk to someone I don't know what it is and I was like oh if I said this to my boss, Ziggy, he'd say, get a coach. I don't want to get a coach. I don't need a coach. Head of the department. I've doing it for so long. Ran down. I still feel a bit lost. Opened the laptop. Googled how to train to be a coach. Something had unlocked in okay. me. I was like, I'm not going to give someone else the money. I'm going to give myself the training tools to coach myself out of feeling stuck. Googled it. That morning, sent a note to the boss, said, do you mind if I do this? Not asking for anything other than your support and the four days off out of the office that I'll need. Won't get behind in work. They know me long enough. Don't get behind in work. 
it's not a nine to five, it's a five to nine, you know? Yes. <laughs> um, he said, yeah, support you, 100% all the way. So I had my New Year's resolution. I had a new goal. I was adding another layer to the skills that I had been developing all of my adult life. Um, that coaching training within, with, between that March and August of 2019 actually coached me out of the job that I was in. It unlocked a lot of practices that had never been part of my routine. Um, so we, we had to reflect, therefore that was putting pen to paper. That is what some fancy folks, myself included, calls journaling. We had to reflect on our learnings, reflect on the processes. I was given tools in that coaching training that I had to, we had to go through coaching ourselves with our cohort. I had to have practice clients. Those conversations made me realize that I was in the wrong place because I wasn't fulfilled and I was actually reaching for coaching because I needed to change. Mm. Scared of it, been doing it for 18 years. How do you change something that you've been doing for 18 years? Yeah, of course. Um, so that, that's where, that, that was, that's me up to 2019, August, handing my notice in in the December of 2019, went back to work on January the 6th, that was it, done. Three weeks later, off I went. Mm. I, I love that. <laughs> I, I love everything that that represents, you know, and a few of the things that come to mind instantly is just that kind of, you know, not knowing what's around the corner. You know, a lot can happen in 24 hours and a lot can happen in a single run. Yeah. And and I've got many examples of that. You know, we're sitting in one of them now. Mm. Uh, and, and just that kind of curiosity around that conversation, that honest conversation we can have with ourselves, you know, yeah. whatever way that comes, whether it's through somebody else or whether, you know, there's a bit of trauma there and you're forced into a corner to, to think about who you are, where you're going, what you're doing, how you're doing it. Mm. And, and what you do with that awareness and it's like, do you carry on doing what you're doing? Because there's there's like a comfortability in that, which you're used to, but you kind of know that it's not it's not right, you know, and you're kind of, you're, you're not um, giving yourself what you deserve, mm. you know, and because you know as a consequence of going down this particular path of whatever you want to call it, you know, realisation, you know, that, and a lot of that has gone into another project that I'm involved in. It's like, how do we support ourselves in that? Because it's all right stepping into our light and, you know, getting vulnerable and putting yourself out there into the world and seeking new paths. But that comes with, okay, like how am I going to manage this this new stress and this new expectation? And, and yeah, not leaning into having to support ourselves in that way, which you are now... Uh, trained in yeah. so you know but it is it's like a can of worms I suppose yeah. isn't it and it's like okay so you know uh, you know, went on that run went up and down this hill all of a sudden by the end of the run there's this thought in my mind and then boom googled it <laughs> asked the boss and now you know within a period of time left that job yeah. and now I'm where I am it's yeah. all from when you set off on that run in the first place although subtly subconsciously there might have been things going on like wow just like Wow. You it's know. also wow. like I've mentioned that fear of always being last on a run. I had this fear of time was go running out. What have I got to do with myself? And I, okay. I do put that on myself. And running brings it, career paths bring it, relationships bring it. There is a slight fear element to the decisions that I made 2019, 2020. Like, I've got to do something before I feel like I've run out of time to do it. It's been great 
but I'm also aware of the dangers of that too. Of course. <laughs> you know. But then just to kind of get beyond the ego and the kind mm. of, because, you, you know, you're very successful, but it sounds a bit in a space in which a lot of people would, on the face of it, you know, would think is, is dreamland, mm. you know, as oh, you yeah. did, as, yeah, a young, yeah, as, a, did. as a young woman. Yeah. Um, and you experience what you experience, etc. But then to go back to... Uh, I don't know. This, you can't really call it the start because you know it's, it's a different starting point. Yeah. But to yeah, go yeah. back and to kind of just think, okay, I'm going to start from the bottom here. Yeah. And retrain myself, literally, and mm. you know that takes a, an immense amount of courage and determination, and, and like I said, just to drop the ego and just humble yourself to think, actually, no, this feels right. Yeah. You know, and I'm willing to go on this journey and whatever it brings, because it just feels right, and I'm going to go with that. You know, I'm going to trust that. And that's, that's easier said than done. Yeah. You, know, you need a few grateful moles. You uh, do. You know. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And a few no, grateful mate, amazing, people. Huge. Yeah, yeah. Like it, the, and it's why, you know, I've I, I mentioned where I work. I work at a Lululemon store and they allow me to put my hand up and say, my ego is there today and I need a hand for you to ground me, support me, and maybe show me a different path too. But I have to have the, it's why I I say I live into a value of authenticity. I have to open up my heart and say, I'm really struggling today, or I've got this today, and I'm going to be the best damn person on that shop floor today for my team, for the colleagues around me, and for the guests that come through the door. But that's why I chose to push towards that path of working for that company, because they believe in the human yeah, I was Before about to say, that's the power of being a human being if you choose, yeah. you know, to, to identify in certain ways or acknowledge certain things. It's like from one day to another, you can absolutely feel different things and yeah. that's okay. You know, it's not about pushing it down or denying it. It's no. about embracing actually today. I feel like I can take on the world yeah. and, uh, you know, I can lead from the front. And other days you're like, do you know what, actually... Uh, you know, self doubt. Self doubt is uh, is rife with me today. I, yeah. I need your help here. You know, yeah. I feel angry. I feel sad. I've got this, and and that's okay as well. And not not to put on that kind of front and to to work in an environment or a culture which, like I said, celebrates that. Yeah, is yeah. If you can, if you've found that place, which it f- mm-hmm. strongly suggests you you have. Yeah, no, then, definitely. Yeah, what an amazing you know place to be a part of. It's know? an amazing and, grounding because that process of going to that nine to five that that five days a week inspires me to do everything else that I'm doing right now yeah. living into that more that fulfilled energy life you tap into isn't it yeah, exactly yeah. oh if I've shown that I can do this or if I can retreat back or whatever it might be I can do that with my coaching practices I can do that with the communities that I'm a part of and it makes me a better person for them and for myself. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'll, go, I'll go back to the point that I tried to make earlier, but I went off on a tangent. Mm-hmm. Um, just around that kind of the evidence that we've got, because like the evidence that you've got across your lifetime to suggest that you're more than capable mm-hmm. is that like, once you you know, find that passion within you, which you had, and, uh, and it seemed like it didn't completely leave you in the industry that you're in, but you know, once you've kind of got that structure around... Uh, or that clarity around where you are and where you want to go, you're more than capable of about reaching kind of destinations and heights. Yeah. But and and you know the same now and you're kind of the the new direction you've gone in, but still like the because it's a similar feeling. It might be kind of positioned slightly differently, but the feelings are the same. You mm-hmm. know, and all the evidence that I've got about the runs that I've done. I've never regretted a run. I've never no. got back and forth. Why did I do that? I've always got value from it in whatever capacity that is. 
but yet my mind always just like, you don't really need to go out today. Well, why don't you go out in a couple of hours? You don't need to go out. And I'm just like, for God's sake. Well, you're not you know, fit enough to run today. Yeah, you, know, you might or, have eaten a bit yeah, differently or, you, or had a, you know, yeah, or I, tired. If or, I feel like, you know, I wanted to go out and do like a, a 10K, it's like, you can't do that today. It's like, oh, for God's sake. You know, it's relentless, isn't yeah. it? Just to kind of, you know, half acknowledge, you know, that, that brain that sometimes tries to interrupt us or interfere with us. But mm. even though the evidence that we've got to suggest, you know, the complete opposite is, is always there. Yeah. You know, so, and that, you know, that direction you're going in now just feels, knowing you as I know you now, um, just feels completely right, you know. Yeah. And, and the damage you're going to do in that <laughs> space, based on what you've experienced before mm. oh, just yeah thank god that you know <laughs> but, but you're in this arena now you yeah. know around wellness and around coaching and and everything that that involves because yeah you, you can bring a lot of a lot of value to that world which i know that you feel <laughs> as well when you talked about tapping into that energy that that culture gives yeah. you to enable you to go out and and see what that looks like because, uh, yeah, I'm excited for you. Thank I'm, you. I'm, I'm really excited for you. I'm not able to do it on my own, though. And I've, like, that's what I've realised through that 20 years in in entertainment and in PR. I thought I needed to do it by myself. I needed to beat my own chest. I needed somebody to tell me I was the best. Yeah. Like, it was all about my own medal moments. And that's kind of what my marathons were, too. Like, that's mine. I didn't do it... It wasn't until I'd got three or four marathons in that I realised that actually a whole army of people, not just trainers, but those strangers holding out the jelly babies at mile 13, which I'm always really, really grateful for. <laughs> God, I love a jelly baby, um, especially on a run. But I don't do it by myself anymore. Like I'm actually part of some amazing jigsaw, my own little Truman show, I call it sometimes. I'm like, I can't wait to watch that Truman show back. One day I'll get the opportunity, I'm sure, yeah. somehow. Um, but it, other people's experiences, other people's help, other people's learnings. And you also never know who you're inspiring. And that's what I'm so excited about now is that, not to sound arrogant, but I don't ever really spend my time looking behind myself. And if I may, I just want to tell a quick story about what I, where I'm coming from. I ran a terrible park run March 2020 just you know Brockwell Park run absolutely tipping down with rain and so I had a woman in my sights we're not quick and this woman I was like I'm just going to keep this woman in my sights like she's kind of running at my pace and sometimes I'd slip back but I could always see her ended up she crossed the line I crossed next to her and I tapped her on the back and I said darling I just want to tell you that you kept me going and she her face screwed up and she went what do you mean that was one of the worst runs I've done that was my worst park run time I went but you never look behind you. You don't know who you're inspiring. Yeah. So I don't know who I'm inspiring just by turning up, being me, being honest, making a few mistakes now and actually saying I made a mistake. Mm. Help me out so I don't do it again. That did not happen between the age of 17 to 36, 37. Yeah. Yeah. On a yeah, new path great now story. with it. No, no, amazing story. And, uh, you know, just to relate in, in my own little way, it reminds me of... Uh, one occasion and uh which always you just reminded me of which is yeah no uh yeah it's amazing because i'm grateful for this this man he's an, he's an amazing guy and uh we, we've gone really well now and we're really close and we were at a particular venue one evening uh, and it was a bit of an open forum to share certain things you mm -hmm. know and uh and i remember that night i wasn't feeling the greatest i can't remember exactly why but you know for the first time and and i just i couldn't I say I couldn't be bothered, but that's the word that springs to mind. I couldn't be bothered to talk or to mm. share or anything. I knew it was good for me, and I knew that, Mark, listen, you're here now. You've kind of made 
made the decision to come here tonight for whatever reasons. Like, why are you here? Why don't you just open your mouth? You yeah. know, and it's just like, no, because you've got nothing to say and you can bring, you know, monkey brain again. Mm. And I opened my mouth and, uh, and I shared whatever I shared. And this guy come up to me. I didn't know him from Adam. And similar to what you just uh, fed back there, he just said, mate, I'm so grateful I come tonight, uh, or whatever word terminology you used. I wasn't going to come, but hearing what you just shared has really just kind of lifted me in some way. Mm. And I'm really, you know, thank you so much for saying. And two things come from that. We, we've become really close, you know, really, yeah. really close. And we've gone on an amazing journey together in lots of different ways and how we've supported each other and just kind of, you know, just, you know, we've, you know, formed a good friendship. Yeah. And then that's just further evidence to say, if I had listened to my, like I said, if I hadn't shown up in yeah. that moment, because for whatever reason, that experience would never have been had. I never would have met that man in the way that I met him, you know, and who knows what the future might have brought, might have bumped into each other again, who knows, but that's irrelevant because what happened happened yeah. and what happened afterwards as a consequence of that and it's further evidence, I use that word, I've used that word a lot this morning, of just opening your mouth because you never know who you're going to help, no. you know, and it's just that kind of, as long as you help one person yeah. in whatever capacity, then that's enough, that's enough justification to get up in the morning, show up, Open your mouth. Yeah. You know, and it might not happen today, it might not happen tomorrow, but one, you know, one time it will happen. Yeah. Because we've all got something to give. You know? And help is different. Help isn't just leaning out and opening a hand and saying, I'll help you do this. You might help someone say, actually, hearing that they've had the courage to say this, I'm now going to have the courage Huge. to do that. You know, like it's completely subjective. Yeah. So just show up and own it and be you. That's what I'd say to anyone. Yeah. And whether that's, reaching for a career path or whether that's turning up to your first ever race or yep. run go to park run you think i don't belong here just see because somebody else that's sitting on a park bench maybe eating yesterday's fried chicken out of a box yes nothing wrong with that do yep. it yeah. <laughs> um, but they might think well they're there maybe i'll do it next week completely and then their life's changed yeah, <laughs> yeah. and you know and um and there's never a bad moment for something of that nature to drop like, there's never a bad day when you're thinking, oh, why didn't this happen yesterday? Mm. It's just like, isn't it? And you know, that goes into a lot of my mentality around certain things. You just got to keep on, keep on moving forward, you know, yeah. best way you can, because there's never a bad time for something to drop. You know, no. it's just, and that's where I just believe I've got to lean into this way of thinking, because otherwise my mind would be corrupted by other nonsense. But you know, what will be will be. You know, when the universe says yes, it will happen, and all yeah. that kind of fancy stuff that some people describe it as. Because I've got to think like that, because otherwise. I would take things personally. I would say, why are they doing this and they doing that and not me? And why are they? And it just, like I said, corrupts the mind and you go mm. down a rabbit hole with it. And it's, and it's not real because it's not reality. You know, well, and if that's you keep, when Yeah. And if fear, you keep waiting fear. for the right time, you've run out of time. Yeah. To do it, you either do it well and yeah. off you go or you learn from yeah. the experience. Sorry yeah. to interrupt you there. No, no, no. But <laughs> I, I, think, like, I think you said it earlier on yeah. in our chat about just start anywhere. Yeah. You know, and, and what, and because that is. That is the start of everything that is to follow, you mm. know, and, and along the way, you know, with, with, with the honesty and the support that you get from others and the kind of the learnings, you, you, you'll see quite quickly where, yeah, where, where things will be going and at what time. And, and you know, there, there's that saying, isn't there, that it takes 10 years to be an overnight success, mm. you know, and, and the, the level of patience that is needed. And, and, you know, one of my little mantras is just to give more than you take, yeah. you know, and if my own personal, if that's the way I want to live my life and I'm always kind of using that as my, my balancing act, then it's okay. But then what's important for me is what are you giving back with what you take? Yeah. You know, and that's my cycle because as we've, you know, all maybe depending on where we're listening around the world, 
you know, there's certain politicians and agendas and greed and all that kind of, I say politicians, you know, the politics, agenda and greed and, you know, everything that's kind of feels like it's top heavy. You know, if you can come from the community up, uh, I just believe, you know, a lot of good can be done there and, and not be corrupted by a lot of the things that, uh, are on your path, mm. you know, and, and it can, you can get quite disheartened sometimes with like, what's the point, you know, and yeah. I can never do this or they're going to say no to that, you know, and it's just, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's big stuff. If you choose to show up, it can bring a lot of these questions that just feel like so overwhelming. Mm. It's just not even worth starting. A bit like mile one of a marathon. I can't do 26 miles. Well, you probably can't today, yeah. but do a mile or yeah. two or three and you'll get there. And, and that's some of the learnings that I love about running, you know, what it teaches you in life is just absolutely incredible. You know, mm. just that resilience maybe that you need as well. <laughs> yeah, it's great. You know, I love it. And uh, so you've spoken about London Marathon. Yep. Well, tell us where else around the world you, <laughs> you might have done a marathon. Tell us. Um, I've only done a marathon in two cities. So London, only. I've done two four. more than some. Yeah. But yeah. I've done four London marathons, two New York marathons. Wow. Um, New York is brutal. Okay. And I love my New York. Did you do it back to back or is it a period of time in between? Or? Um, it was London 2013, 14, 15, 16. Okay. New York 16, 19. Ooh. So I did two in one year. Is that your last marathon? 2019 was my last marathon. There might be something else coming up in okay. September the 11th, 50 oh. kilometres. Mm. Oh, wow. Is this? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, there's a few grateful miles there. There's a few grateful yeah. miles there. 30 <laughs> of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 20, yeah they're, they're my marathon journeys. I have run races in Iceland, did the um, Reykjavik half. I've done a vertical kilometre in Chamonix. So I've run up and looked at Mont Blanc in all its glory. Oh, incredible. <gasps> Never, yeah. However, it's I've a done grateful it, moment. I've eh? done it twice. Mm. Was not grateful for it the second time because I got three hundred meters up and I was like, I'm, I'm closer to the end than oh no, I'm closer to the ground than where I oh, want to be. And okay. I could have just turned around. I didn't. I got to the top, but whew, that was a hill and a half. Um, where else have I run? That's not a hill, love. That's a mountain. That is a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was the wow. English lawn yeah. man that walked up That's a hill. That's a little cheeky slope up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a cheeky. It was yeah. up a ski lift. So, yeah. you know, next okay. time you're on a ski bubble, think someone's run up that. Yeah. Um, can't, I'm completely blanking on where else I've run in the world, but they're the standouts. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. And just to bring gratitude into the conversation again, and you know, never apologise for any times that you've mentioned grateful this morning. But you know, when 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 was that coming into your life? Was it through the coaching stuff that you were attaching? You've always mentioned, you know, uh, since the start that you know you you don't class yourself as fast, and you've always used it as an opportunity to go slow, etc. But yeah, tell tell us about the the gratitude part of. Of movement, really. I'm so glad you've asked this. There we go. It started in 2016. This is the story that I want to tell you. Um, 2016, New York Marathon. So I'm exhausted, like a, a year of, and years and non-stop years of marathon training at this point. Something spurred me on to do that New York Marathon, which you pay for your place for. Like you don't have to fundraise, you didn't get a ballot spot, okay. paid for a package holiday to run the New York Marathon. Not most people's idea of a holiday. In any case, there's also arrogance there. It's my fifth marathon that I'm towing the start line for. Now I might not run quickly, I'm a five hour marathoner plus, but I thought done for. I 
don't necessarily have to do the training for this one. I can do it. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, my, but my longest run was 15 miles in the Highlands of Scotland to see my brother. He lives in some very remote place in Scotland. So I thought that that would be enough. Did that in the October, the races in the November. I was unfit for that marathon, mentally and physically. Um, I had not, you know, arrogance got in the way. My ego got in the way, but not grateful at this moment like I'm, I'm I am grateful but you know like I at this uh, getting to the start line was an experience for me up at five in the morning you get on the ferry don't start running till 11 so I'm already hungry it's practically lunchtime um and as I got to maybe three or four miles in it's like I don't know if I can do it like I'm knackered I was even on the phone to people like having a chat back home because I'm like, I'm running this. It's going to take me ages. I might as well chat to a few people. Rang my parents, rang my best friends. Where are you? <laughs> Through Williamsburg, really? you know, yeah. no, literally. Because yeah. I was like, this is going to be hard. Now, we haven't spoken much about this amazing man until right now. But I, what kept me going was I knew that one of my best friends, Charlie Dark, founder and creator of Run Dem Crew, was at mile 21. And I'd never travelled with crew. He's always lingering around mile 21, isn't he? Yeah, he's always around mile 20. You think of 21 miles, you can think of Charlie. And Charlie and the whole crew collective have always celebrated the hardest point in marathons. That's their vibe. That's their celebration. That's their party. I've experienced mile 21 in London. No other experience like it. But New York. Didn't really know anyone. Like, I, I... I'm shy and I don't go out and about and meet new... I don't, I don't find it easy to do unless I'm being paid to do it through my work. So, sorry, I digress. But what kept me going is Charlie and um, some f- a few amazing friends. Sanchi was there. My friend Mira was there. And I was like, I know that I just got to get to mile 21 in New York to see Charlie. And I'm plodding my way through. And it's like running through tar, but I can hear it. I can hear the music. I can feel the energy. I've got goosebumps even talking about this because if I shut my eyes, I can see it. But inside, I was a broken soul of a human because I'd taken off more than I could chew. And for what? In my mind, I'm like, what on earth were you doing this race for? You had nothing to prove to anyone. No one cares. No one cares if you run this marathon. You don't care if you run this marathon. You have taken a spot that somebody could have changed their life with. That's what's going through my mind. And it's valid. Like, it's a selfish run I was doing. I got to Charlie and I held him. And he's like, you're all right. I was like, oh, I'm all right. Like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then this amazing, like, Charlie takes my hand and he's like, I'm going to run with you for a bit. This is the very first grateful mile I think I've ever experienced. Um, he take, And I'm like, Charlie, go back to your party. Like I say this out loud, like I'm holding his hand and we're running and we're running together. And I say like, mile 21's your thing. Like I'm really grateful that I got to be a part of it, but please go back to your people. Like I'm all good. It's like I'll run a mile with you. We'll get to mile 22, hand in hand. And I'm like, about breath and I'm crying and I'm just exhausted. But I also now I'm carrying this guilt that no one else has put on me because I've taken away the crew leader from his moment, celebrating everyone else that's running behind me. I'm like, oh God, I've taken him. Like, ugh. And so I let go of his hand. I didn't want to, but I was like, he's got to go back to his his vibe. And I was like, thank you. And I gave him a hug and, I, you know, ran for about four more steps thinking, he'll have turned his back now. I can just walk. I was like, thank 
God, I can walk now. That was the fastest split I had had in that race. And off I went. And I ran and I walked and I ran and I walked. You get back onto Fifth Avenue. But you're at the top end, the north end of Fifth Avenue. So it is the most steady incline of your life. Mile 23 to 26 is uphill. And I'm exhausted. And it's dark. It's November. I did no idea kind of what's ahead of me. Don't know the course. Didn't, don't ever want to know the course. Like, <laughs> I'll get there when I get there. And it's hard. And I walk. And, like, the crowds are... The, what I've explained. Like, the crowds are going. I'm, I'm a slower runner. Therefore, you don't have the hundreds of thousands of people. You have the hundreds and tens of people still out there cheering you on, which I'm so grateful for. Anyway, it's dark. Cross the finish line. First person I go to call is Charlie. I said, Charlie, it's taken me a long while, but I've done it. He went, I know, look behind you. Uh, Followed me the whole way round. Oh, wow. And so he didn't leave his people. Sorry, I get a bit emotional saying yeah, that because surprised. he's my guardian angel. And, and I, if I didn't have running, I'd never have discovered Random Crew. I'd never have connected with Charlie. And I'd never have had a guardian angel seeing that I was struggling, knowing that I had a few demons on my back. And it wasn't just a grateful mile. I ran with him hand in hand. I run six grateful miles with him looking over me. And that's, that's the end of that story. You know, oh, do you know not, not that we've um, got an award for this, but that's the best sound bite we've got you know, so far. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. So yeah. amazing. And, and listen, I, I know you as a, as a, as a, you know, as a lady over the last year, 18 months or so, give or take. And, and so I know that, you know, everything that you do, you do with complete honesty and transparency. And that's why I kind of, you know, I think you're amazing, etc. But I also know that, you know, a lot of the work that you do doesn't have to be for the world to see. No. And, and I know that to be true of Charlie as mm. well. Like we, you know, I've experienced a lot of the work that he's that he does, not so much that he's done. I've heard about a lot of what he's done, mm. but how I see what that man, the impact and the influence that man has had on so many and doesn't even have to say anything <laughs> is that's when you know that it's just like they're real people. You know what treasure. I mean? If you can yeah, call it, yeah. if you can call it, I'm not trying to separate different people because no. they do different, but you know what I'm trying to say here because yeah, a lot of the work that he does goes unnoticed, but yet the impact it has on the world, whether that be on a, on a micro level in certain communities, which is mm. huge, but then kind of greater than that and how it ripples out is, yeah, there's not many, two, there's not many people I've come across in life that has had, you know, that, that genuine care, you know yeah. what I mean? Just to, just to uplift others, you know, and, you know, and you're obviously one of them people that he's uplifted along yeah. the way. So, yeah, yeah, big big shout out to Charlie. I mean, he's got a <laughs> shout out on our first, uh, maybe, yeah, yeah. Anyway, mo- most most <laughs> run grateful podcast. He gets a little cheeky mention because, yeah, listen, uh, uh, I've I've got you know uh, a lot to thank him for as well. Yeah. So, I oh, want an incredible story. Yeah, and, uh, and that was your last New York marathon. No, yeah? no. So oh, that that, that, that okay. was my retirement race after struggling. I was like, I'm never doing this again. Um, <laughs> and then. 2018 November I had the pleasure I was in the film industry I met Alex Honnold the guy who free soloed um the I forget now somewhere in Yosemite free solos that summit quite an extreme guy oh geez Louise (laughs) like but in that film um he says like you know they ask him are you scared of death he's like well I'm dying doing what I love so if that's what you know of taking a risk 
And that unlocked something, like, again, it was part of my process of, like, wow, could actually fall off a huge mountain and plummet to his death, and he's sat in front of me today telling this experience. Why am I scared of what anything? I'm not going to do that. But, like, so watched the film, listened to a Q&A with him, and met him afterwards, and... He was like, what's your vibe? And I was like, I love to run. And I said, oh, I swore off marathons. He's like, why? So like, don't, because it's hard, <laughs> you know. It's not, I'm not built for it. He's like, you're built for anything. Went home, paid for my price package. I I've just got one more to do to put, to bring my peace with the distance is kind of what it was. Yeah. Um, so I did it in 2019, decided to raise money for Dementia UK. My, my grandfather was hospitalized and going through care at the end of his life that at that time too so it had a great meaning for me I did want like yes I paid for my spot and yes you know that again it was quite a selfish reason going into it and I decided to pay it forward a little and just raise some money and awareness for a charity that was close to my family's heart at the time um and I got to mile 21 and smiling from ear to ear this time. And Charlie stayed at mile 21. He mm. didn't, he knew I didn't, I needed him. He knew he didn't, I didn't need the same care that I had three years later. Yeah. Um, Lovely. Yeah. That. So yeah, 2019 is my last marathon. I've got my sight set on, I turned 40 in two years and I'd love to run the Mont Blanc marathon. Okay. Yeah. That's my next thing. Not a bad little thing to have on the horizon. Maybe I'll do it in my 40th year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, that's a different thing. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're on the same page there. Not not quite with the event, but uh, we're the same age because in a couple of years' time, I'm 40 as well. And uh, and it's funny, like, uh, and it really taps into it to run grateful. And, you know, what this is the many gifts this has brought me during it, its life, uh, which is still in its infancy, really. And uh, but I don't know uh, during my journal uh, a couple mm-hmm. of weeks, uh, no this week actually early part of this week it prompted me to do a bucket list mm. and it, and and as a, kind of as I see the page and and you hear this word and in between my ears I've kind of half got an, an idea of what I'd love to do in life etc but I've never actually put pen to paper mm. and done a bucket list and it was a really amazing exercise you know and. Uh, you know, with my 40th year coming up, my, my girl, I've got two daughters, and one of them's uh, in that year, mm. one would be 16, one would be 18. So it Ooh. feels like a year of milestones. Yeah. So we've kind of loosely over the last few years said, oh, well, like, we could maybe do this, that, and the other just to celebrate. But anyway, back to the bucket list. And, uh, and yeah, there was a couple of things on there which I thought, okay, yeah, moving towards the 40th year in particular, mm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something. Not quite a Mont Blanc marathon, <laughs> uh, but you never know. I might meet you there on yeah. the start line. Yeah. You, never, you never know. So... Um, but it's an amazing thing to, to you know, run towards, yeah. you know, and keep you busy over the next couple of years because it sounds like, you know, life's busy for you as always. But, you know, when, with what you're doing and go back to that balance of coaching and your commitment to Lululemon. Mm. And I can imagine you're going to do a lot of good within within Lululemon world. Uh, also, with your running and run dam and, you know, everything, it just sounds like it's, yeah, you've got a nice, you know, you've got a nice future, yeah. I suppose. You know, one that's a, you've got a bit of clarity on, like you're really owning you know where, where you want to go which is which is a nice place to be yeah it is thank you for saying that I think I said it recently in something or to someone where it's like the path is unknown and it will always be unknown of course. I have an acceptance of that now but what I know is that if I'm not connected to people I'm not on the right path so you know it's yep I you know I have my my five day a week job I'm connected to Rundem crew and that's that's 
the fun part of my life and I have this other role with Love Trails community which is their community manager and making sure that they feel seen and heard and supported and that's what's keeping me going that's what's driving me forwards and adapting to change is just knowing that there are others alongside me yeah experiencing their own version of what I'm going through too yeah of course and that's with coaching too I don't it's the difference between being a coach and being a mentor. Mentors share their experiences. Coaches share their insights, I guess. Um, but nice you, you're going along that path on your... Like you're going along your own path knowing that you're not alone with it. Yeah. No, lovely way of putting it. Love that. Really great. Oh, this is just another situation where I could talk all day, really. <laughs> um, and we will absolutely continue the conversation. But before we before we wrap this up, love, there's... Always a few little <laughs> questions that we kind of have as uh, just to play around with it, really. Not necessarily have fun because uh, the whole chat's fun, but yeah, just to give a bit of a different spin mm-hmm. on, on, the, on the chat. So, um, yeah, there's a couple will spring to mind here. So, uh, be free to give your answers. You know, this isn't a test, so don't, <laughs> so don't worry. Uh, there's no right or wrong answers here. Uh, and to be fair, we've already kind of uh, gone quite knee deep into one of them around how. Gratitude has rescued you in your life yeah. um, already. Um, so, join us, and you've already shared about one individual, but I'm sure there's many. But is there anyone else? Uh, it could be Charlie again. Uh, there's never too many times you can mention good people. But uh, is there a person uh, or an experience that you feel that immense gratitude towards? One in particular. I'm in the New York. You know, felt yeah. like a massive occasion. Anything else spring to mind? That that New York 2016 mile 21 moment will have changed my life like that that so Charlie thank you and I heard, didn't say thank you when I mentioned that story so this is my moment to actually vocalize my gratitude to Charlie there I also thank my boss Ziggy in that December of 2018 for pushing me into doing something that I did never thought possible um and I also gratitude has showed up. I mentioned my grandfather's passing, oh, my grandfather's dementia. He passed away in January 2020, and my father. Same as my granddad. Okay. Passed in 2020 as well. I'm oh, sorry, you? but like I, I share that with you. Yeah, like no, it will happen. Similar, same month, yeah. But that period, my father was his, um, it was his caregiver, and my dad had never ever opened up about his feelings until we were in that care home, and he's holding his dad's hand, and I'm holding my dad's hand, and we spent hours deep into late nights, not really doing anything other than watching my granddad breathe. We knew if we could see his chest rise, he was still with us, and dad had never opened up. Child of the fifties born and bred a certain way to don't speak about emotion until then so I'm super grateful for that moment of hardship and I truly believe that there is gratitude in everything so I'm that's something that I haven't mentioned before that I'm really proud of saying actually huge Uh, amazing thank you for sharing that and uh, isn't it amazing when you have them, we can share their moments, you know, with, with something that's so deep rooted, as you mentioned, like a generational thing and a time and a place in which things, and then slowly, you know, with the right person in the right place in the mm-hmm. right moment, you can just share that. You and it is unique because, like yeah. you mentioned, it hadn't happened before, you know, and just uh, you know, it slips off our tongue now. And you, yeah. there's a whole story there, which you know, maybe we can talk about over a coffee one yeah. day. But but that, thank you for sharing that. It's amazing. Um, the yeah, I love this one. This is a bit playful, but if you were to do a grateful mile mm-hmm. uh, and you were to find a genie lamp on that grateful mile, you can walk it, run it, whatever. 
Uh, if you run it, you might miss the genie lamp. Mm. Uh, and yeah, you know, the genie lamp presents three wishes. What, what would be the three wishes that you would, uh, that you would get? Oh, I wish I could teleport places. So, okay. like, click my heels and I end up back in New York or... Your heels or your running shoes? Either. Yeah. I can run in both. <laughs> I, mean, I can run in both. I mean, you could, yeah. Anywhere in particular spring to mind? Yeah, I am desperate to see Japan. Same. Desperate to see Japan. Um, so, I, so, just to interrupt there, so on our 40th year, we're going to Japan and we're going to do the Mont Blanc. Yeah, marathon. that's okay. where we're off to. Done. Um, I really, really want to see the mountains of Vancouver. It's where Lululemon's rooted and I've got dreams of being there one day. Um, But I also really want to see the Rainbow Mountains in the Andes. Okay. So that's when they're my three places that I'd go to as well. Okay, but that's not your three wishes. (laughs) My three wishes so I could teleport. Yeah. I'd be fueled by jelly babies and not be <laughs> <laughs> not be as unhealthy as I would be if I could. Um, like I enjoy, yeah, that's not a good wish. That's a, that's a wasted wish. Um, I wish that I could meet people that have passed. Okay, love to have a conversation with Same. the likes of Andy Warhol. Like, and you know, I'd love to tell Granddaddy's impact on us. And you know, like, so it can go from the sublime to the ridiculous but like to have conversations with people that I've never even had the chance to meet but have been so inspired by would be amazing and third wish would be oh I guess it sounds really selfish but I'm like I wish I could have a little bit more time in the day it's like I I love a sleep I love a nap I'm gonna go home and have an afternoon nap eventually um I guess it's, yeah, just being, have more stamina. That would be my third wish, more stamina. <laughs> well, with that more stamina and more time, you could, you know, go out and do more. So yeah. it's not that selfish because there's a consequence of that. Yeah. You can go out and do what you do best. So, mm. yeah, not selfish at all. Um, and what other is, I mean, you kind of mentioned this in your wish, but yeah, if there are a country you'd, or well, maybe let's reshape this then, because the question is, if there's somewhere you'd love to go to mm-hmm. um, or go back to, so you mentioned Japan yeah. and stuff, is there anywhere that you've been and absolutely loved, apart from New York, obviously, is there any <laughs> other places that you, uh, yeah, <laughs> that just like had a, yeah, just loved it and, uh, you know, chomping to go back one day? It's the mountains. Okay. I, and there's so much more to discover of the mountains of Europe. We're so lucky that we are a budget airline trip away from the mountains I'm a BA girl (laughs) but no like the mountains have got so much more to give me I feel invincible at the top of them I feel amazing at the bottom of them so I need to climb a few more mountains it's just a journey to get to the top and get to the bottom that's the tricky bit yeah but yeah depends if it's on foot or on a ski lift but yeah when you're up there worth it lose yourself you're on top of the world metaphorically and actually yeah Yeah, completely yeah Yeah. I love that love that Lorna love uh, that we spent this time together and I've got to know you a bit more and there's some definitely some some things that you shared there which will yeah spark a future conversations which is uh yeah nice that we can have another one maybe in episode two one day but uh, (laughs) but I won't I won't wait until then to have them chats because uh yeah, amazing. So thank you for being you. Really appreciate you, what you bring, what you've done, what you you know, what you want to do, what you haven't done yet. So mm. yeah, you want to last good ones. And uh, I'm really chuffed that you yeah, joined us here on a Saturday morning in sunny Hackney Wick, actually. For once, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been an up and down week, but yeah, the sun's with us today. So yeah, I wish you the best for the rest of the weekend and thank you know, you. I can't wait to yeah, see you again soon and do a grateful mile with you one day soon. Awesome. Amazing. Thank you for thank having you me. Thank you very much, Lorna. Love Anytime. it. Anytime. Thank you. <laughs> Another amazing conversation. I hope you agree. 
I hope you, as listeners, got something out of that conversation with Lorna, as I did. It's always amazing just to connect in that way, just sharing stories, both professionally and personally, around running and movement and, and everything in between. So, yeah, great. You know, I've just, I've left feeling uplifted and, uh, and knowing Lorna uh, on another level, really, which is never a bad thing. So, Yes, really appreciate these run grateful conversations. I uh, hope you do too. And until the next time, don't just run, run grateful. <laughs>